Sitting there, ain't nobody doing nothing. Why you not having doing anything? Why you not doing anything? How are you? I'm well. What happened to your arm? Oh, I broke my uh, pinky. Oh. I didn't really break it. Some other guy broke it. We were sparring and I go to the gym three, four times a week. For, oh, I see. For grappling and some kid was just a little too, I think he was a little too eager, too crazy. Trying to do too much and he caught my finger and pushed it out that way. Oh. It's all right. Went to the ER. They took care of it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Not really much to write home about. I wish I had a better story for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was right. Punched a gorilla in the face. Morning. How are you? You too. I like this. Uh, this is actually a sharp look. The all black, sleek. Oh, thank you. I'm all, you always got good fits, but this is a real good one. Thank you. <laughs> how are you doing? Excellent. Good. Well. Amazing. Oh. Good morning. Welcome to church. Uh, please silence the cell phones. Looks like everyone's kind of already doing it. Nice job. And no food and drinks on this side. Through that door to the left, bathroom. Um, and it is a fellowship, so when the mic comes around, you know, this is good distance for maximum quality. And anyone who wants to move up, you know, feel free. If not, okay, take away Jesse. Let's go. So what? Oh, okay. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with us. You can get involved by going to the YouTube chat line, and Hank will pass on your questions and comments to me, all right? Uh, good morning, y'all. Good morning. How's everybody? Doing well. Doing well. Good. Good. Um, did you guys hear that they, they're going to reenact Jim Crow law down in Mississippi? Amazing. Anybody hear about that? I did not hear that. You did not hear it? Oh, no one here heard about it. Oh, okay. Good. I don't know if it's real or not. It just might be a YouTube thing. But some people are freaking out over it already, not knowing if it's real or not. Well, anyway, any questions about anybody have a life this week? Anything you just... Yes, sir. Well, uh, I was reminded of um, what we talk about every week or every weekend here. Uh, the last two weeks I've been observing, um, from the outside, I'm staying out of it, but I'm observing two people who I, um, I see often and, you know, they create content and do stuff and they're both just uh, so angry and it's their, they got into a God disagreement uh, and now they just, they're, it's such an example of the two devils thing you always talk about. Every other day it's something that they got to pull the other one back in and it's so much fighting about 
my view on God is right, your view on God is wrong, and I know your view on God is wrong, and mine is right. And it's so interesting to see both of them can't see an inch in front of their nose that they're doing the same exact thing to the other person. But yeah. the other person is the worst, they're demonic, it's the Did God's learn, calling on them. Did you learn anything about yourself this week? That well, you had to realize? Yeah, I mean, in, in watching that, I realized, um, seeing a lot of the reactions of people giving their two cents, I realized many times when I wanted to share my two cents, I just would pause and reflect on myself and realize, like, that don't matter. My, my say don't have nothing to do with it. I stay out of it. And I, watching from afar, the more I stay out of it, when it comes across my, you know, my view now, I, I, it's just, um, it's so clear to me that, that's what the majority of people involved should be doing, especially these two. They should, they should have just, like you talk about, they should have went to each other privately, settled it, and it should have been over. And they're both kind of acting like, I don't know, like school children. So I just watched myself and tried to stay out of it and right. keep my opinions to a minimum because I didn't need to give input to it. Nice. Oh, amazing. Anyone else? Yes, sir. You do have your hand, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um... A little good news and a little bad news. <laughs> um, I got a job at uh, the Grove as a server at a fine dining, well, not at fine dining, one of the busiest coffee shops in L.A. And the waiter says, oh, you can sell for 1500 to $3,100 every shift. And I says, oh, okay. And he goes, what's the tip out 3%? I was like, oh, so you're making like 260 to Make a long six- story short. You know yeah, what I mean? so I was like, okay, great. And then... Um, I, got tr- I was training for about seven days, and then my brother says, look, we have to go to Canada. Our mom has fallen, you know, twice in the last month. And he goes, we're going to have let's go for nine days. So I told my boss, I gave her six days notice, uh, and she says, um, okay. Um, she goes, so I'm sorry to hear that. And then she texts me two, day- two days after I gave her notice on Friday saying, um, come on Saturday morning, bring your uniform. I'll give have your last paychecks, so I'm I'm, I'm gone after seven days of training because uh, I I told her about my mom. I had to see my mom in Canada, so did like, you go see your mother? I'm seeing my mom March eighth to sixteenth. You haven't you haven't seen her yet? No. Oh, okay. So um, basically, I, the new job demanded open availability, and so what do you think about that? It's probably I'm shocked. Uh, and, and why? By the, and not shocked because it's a business, it's a restaurant. They've been in, at the Grove for Grove of Mall for over eighty years. And so, what the bad news then? If well, that I lost my job. You know, I mean, I trained for seven days and no tips, but uh, I was hoping to get the job back when I got there, but obviously not. So, I guess I have to be looking for work on St. Patrick's Day when I get back. Nice again. So it's. Uh, what do you think about that? The guy just white. What do you think about what happened to him? <laughs> you don't know? What do you think about it? Good morning. Um, what do Good morning. I, oh, <laughs> Turn the heater off or down or something. I can only use... Well, I'm hearing my own experience where people have died in my family and I've stayed current to what I'm doing in my life. That's 
that those are choices I've made. Yeah. Amazing. So, what do you think about it? <coughs> when you hear his story, what do you think about that one? I think if he found that job, he'll find another one. Oh, okay. When uh, he comes back, if he feels he has to go. Should he go there? I mean, just start a new job. Should he have told his boss that? Well, my initial thought as he was talking, I was thinking maybe he could have had the brother go and then at a more um, convenient time for his new employer, maybe sat down and explained the situation and asked them more what they thought rather than to tell him what, what it is, rather than to tell them what it is. Does that make sense to you? Uh, yes, it does. But so why did you use that common sense in this? Because you didn't have to go. Your brother could have gone. It, it, there was nothing that two people need that will require two people being there. And since you've been looking for a job for a long time and you just started, why did you just tell your brother, you go, I can't go. I just started a job. He already booked a ticket for me. And but like, still, that doesn't mean you have to go. Just go, he booked a ticket. He says, our mom's 85. She says she's, she's turning 86 in March. So That's all the more the reason he could have gone by himself. She's about to die anyway, so why lose well, her job? Well, not die. She's falling. She's, oh. he, he, well, she he could have picked so her up. She hasn't broken anything, but he says I know, she but doesn't don't only you see the to live. Look, do you see the common sense in that I just started a job. I don't have to go. My brother, you go and let me know what's going on. And we'll take it to whatever we need to do with it. Why didn't that kind of conversation kick in for you? I, I don't know. My brother says, look, if... No, if but if, you got to be in charge of your life. Your brother, you're a grown man. Yeah. And you've been looking for a job for a long time. What she just said is pure common sense. Yeah, I'm a senior with not much common sense. And why don't you develop common sense? Because most people do have a shallow mind, and they use shallow mind and get shallow excuses in life, and they get shallow answers. But why don't you take time to develop your mind? What will it take? I. What will it take to get to overcome this shallow mind and stop having shallow reactions? Because that's all a shallow mind is. There's nothing good about a shallow mind. And you're an older guy now. You say you're going to be dying soon. Why I'm not? I'm in my 60s. And how old are you, like 59 now? Um, I'm, I'm a senior. <laughs> <laughs> but when will you develop a logical mind rather than keep using a shallow mind? You made so many mistakes with your shallow mind. Why not develop a logical mind? Why not develop a what? Logical mind. A common sense mind. She I hit the nail right on the head. I mean, you're a grown man. There's nothing two people can do that one can't do. And you just started this job. I told my brother, you know what? You go ahead and let me know what's happening. And we'll see what, if I need to come or not. I just started a job. I desperately need this job. And blah, blah, blah. Why didn't that kick in? 
I, I kind of did say that, but he goes, you need to see your mom. This could be the last time to, you're going to be able to see your mom. Our mom, my, I thought our, you said she wasn't said, dying. She just fallen. She just fell, but she says, my brother said, my, my mom, when he talked to her, he, he was with my mom during uh, for five, six days in Vancouver, Canada. And he says, my mom says, look, I don't have more than a year to live, and then I'll be dead. And he, she, well, then she, that's good. You had a year. You could have worked your job, and just before she died, went to see you on your vacation. Yeah. Well, my, my brother says, look, I, I'm going to. Why are you to- letting your brother rule your life? Your life is your life, and you got to fight for your life. No one can help you. No one's going to help you. Your brother's selfish. Your mama's selfish. And they're, they're not helping you. Why don't, no well, one's going to help you. What? My mom's family and my brother's family. Doing what? They're family. And? I have to be loyal to family? No. Who made that rule? Well, if you love them, right? Who made that rule? It's common sense. They're not loyal to you. They let you get fired. She want to come in on that, then he want, want to. Do you have to be loyal to a family that caused you to get fired? No, I don't. I, I would think the family would be, um, you know, empathetic to his circumstances. Yeah. If they were thinking of you, they would have said, brother, you come later. Uh, Mama just said she's going to be living for another year, so when you have your vacation, you can come. You just started a job. I know you need that job. There's no reason to come. And if she died before you go, just wish her well. You wouldn't want to miss anything. The young man in white sweater. Uh, what, I, what I thought of the right when he said that story was, um, did your mom get the jab? Well, that's not the, that's not the issue. Is that oh. he quit his job? I don't care if she got it or not. Right. What he did wasn't common sense. Okay. And uh, I think um, why people will run to their mom like when they're sick is, I think they would feel bad if she passes and he didn't go see her for the last time. Why? I don't know. That's that's how I I felt, and that's how other people. And why did you feel that way? Um, just I guess just the the guilt of what? Um, like when your when your mom's in the hospital dying and you, you don't you don't see her at the end, you don't spend like all your time there. But why would you feel guilty? That doesn't even make sister. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a it's a sick way of thinking, but that's that's how some people do. Yeah, think. a lot of people feel that way. A whole everybody feel that way until they overcome that. That's crazy though, right? Yes, ma'am. You had your hand? And then I want to get to the biblical question. Um, sorry, were you going to say something? I'm sorry? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> Speak up. I thought you were going to say something. No, do you have your hand? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I just wanted to ask, like, I mean, why couldn't you have gone just for a weekend? Or I, why did your brother make the ticket without checking with you first? My brother says, look, this is probably the last time you'll see your mom. Your mom turns 86 on March 13th. It's you time you, you spend some quality time with her. And that makes sense to you. 
Yeah, it does. Or... And, and now when you can't work, who's going to take care of you? Uh. Um. You need a logical mind, man. Yeah. You're too old not to have a logical mindset by now. But you don't seem to be using it. Yeah, I'm a little bit mentally handicapped. <laughs> but are you doing the silent prayer? Um, not as much as I should. So you're not ready to develop your mind? Uh, I did pray last night before. Not, I didn't do the silent prayer, but I prayed. And the first time I got good sleep, I was praying to God for help when Jesus... And first time I, I didn't wake up at four or five or six in the morning. I actually woke up. Why at don't past you nine. be still and know God? Be still, and know God. Yeah. Just. Do you want to die with a shallow mind? Versus what kind of mind? A, a common sense mind. Common sense mind. No, I I want to. Get more common sense well, so I can thrive. Working, so you can what? Thrive. So you need to start working on you. You need to stop mm-hmm. running around like a little kid trying to figure life out. You need to get serious. I recommend. Do what you want. I recommend you get serious about you, man. Yeah. It's not going to take your brother, your mama, your son, your son's mama, your friends. Nobody can help you but you. There's not one person or thing that can help you. They don't have it. Every human being is about themselves until they get a logical mind. Nobody care about you. Your mama don't care about you. Your brother doesn't care about you. Well, they do, but... No, they don't. If they had cared about you, they would say, I'm going, I handle this, she's fine. And nothing you can do. You just started a job, stay there, work your job. But they, they thought of themselves, and they made you lose a job. Yeah. Well, my brother said, look, it's just a job. You'll get it another. It ain't your brother, Hugh, man. Yeah. It's not just a job. It's your job. All right. I'm through. Okay. At you. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so are you aware of the biblical question for this week? I want to come here. What was the biblical question this week? Did Jesus ever um, help anyone by example? Did Jesus Christ help anyone by example? Right, James? Did he help anybody by being an example? And you say? Well, that word help, I do have a, I don't, prefer that word. It, it just equals enabling to me. We were talking about this before service, but um, I'm sure that I believe that by example, that's the only way people who want it to grow, I believe that's the only way they, they were able to grow. I don't think he used words. I think he used, I mean, he used parables, of course, but I think that most of what he did was by example. Um, to support people and did Jesus Christ help you by example by being an example did he help me Um, let's make it personal since we all here today did Jesus Christ help you by being an example did he help hmm uh huh that's a good question 
I. See, it's easy when we put it off on somebody else, right? But when it's on you, it's a different story. Because you got to look at you. You got to know you. Yeah, I'm going to have to be honest and say no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't even think I was a Christian when I thought I was a Christian. I don't think I was a, I, I don't. I think I'm now, just now, being renewed and born again to be quite. What I thought was born again is not, was not born again. That's for sure. You know, yeah. I, I've, I, it's, yeah, anyway. And are you realizing how much you thought you knew, but you didn't know anything? I know, zero. Isn't that amazing? Zero. It's to live a life not knowing anything, but thinking that we know. Yeah. The devil's a mess. <laughs> uh, how about you? Did Jesus Christ help you by being an example? No. And why do you say no? Um, because he, I think even if he came to my door every day and had a conversation with me and cooked my food and did everything that I think he should be doing or whatever I concocted in my mind, I don't think it would be helping me do anything. I don't like. Did you think that he helped you before it became a biblical question? Did you think Jesus Christ has helped you by being an example? Um, no, no. Oh, you never thought of him as helping you? I don't, I don't think you. so. I mean, I, I think like I look back at my teachings of Christianity through my life, I don't know if I ever was taught that to, like, I don't, I, I don't know if that even really came into my mind, oh, okay. which is also interesting, because I think, I think I've wanted him to, <laughs> to, you know, like, I think, I, you know, I've said to people, if, if he just came over and struck down lightning and made, you know, like, I've yeah. had this, like, real magical, like, concept of what I think he is, but I've also had somebody in response to that say, and then what? You know what I mean? Even if he did zap lightning at my front door and bring all the whatever it was that I was hooping and hollering for, like, then what? You know, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that I've ever thought, and I most certainly don't think now that he's ever taught me anything by example. Amazing, huh? Yeah. Is it hard? Are, are you afraid to say, no, Jesus didn't help me? Does it feel like you're going against Jesus? No. Oh, okay. No. How about you? Do you feel like you're going against Jesus by saying that? No. Oh, good. Okay. She said no. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to respond to it? Yes, Raymond. Did Jesus Christ help you by being an example? No. And why do you say no? That was never his intent, intention. To help you? He helped me by being a by being a guide, a guide, and nothing more or less. By being a guide. By being a count, uh, spiritual, uh, spiritual counselor, or my person. How did he help you? By being that. How were you helped? By knowing that he uh, that I can't by by realizing that I can't help myself. And how did that help you to realize that? So Jesus helped you by, by being an example by causing you to realize you couldn't help yourself? He didn't help me by example. He helped me by, uh, be, uh, by allowing me to witness that I can't help myself. 
by allowing you to witness that you could not help yourself. So we laugh, y'all. This is not a test, all right? It's a fellowship. It's not a test. It's encouraging you to look at yourself, know yourself, so you can have a life. It doesn't make sense to be on this earth and not have a life. And just at some point, you got to grow up. But, but he helped you by causing you to realize you couldn't help yourself? By, by allowing me to realize and see that I cannot help myself. And then how did it help you to realize you couldn't help yourself? How did that help you? That uh, I put my, that I get in my, uh, more often than not, I get in my own way. So how did, did you stop to get in your way or do you still get in your way? I stopped getting in my way. And how does one stop getting in their own way? By real, uh, by realizing he can't, uh, he can't, uh, he cannot do anything more than what he or she is doing. Okay. All right. Interesting. Anybody else want to respond to that? Yes, sir. Did Jesus Christ help you by being an example? No, is my answer to that. <laughs> and why do you say no? I say no because. Um, God is the only one who will allow you to see, and seeing is what allows you to change. So he was an example, that's true, but he, he didn't help anyone who wasn't uh, willing to um, uh, you know, allow God to let them see and help themselves in a way. And how was he an example? Um, I would say he was an example by his... Uh, the, you know his principles, the way the way he lived, his principles in which he lived, he lived by those you know ethical principles, moral principles, whatever you want to call them. Like what, for example? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, you know, so Bob, you said, thumper. I don't know the, the scriptures, but you said that he was an example by those moral principles he lived. Right. Uh, but, what? But you don't know what they were. Well, you know, the, I mean, the only one that. It, occurs to me at first is the you know golden rule treat everyone as you as you would be, have yourself be treated and how did that help you i'm saying no that he didn't help oh, oh okay because you don't treat everyone the way you like to be treated um <laughs> i uh i don't know i don't know if i i don't know if i do or not i'll be honest you don't know but i isn't it interesting that you don't know yourself that to the point you don't even know if you're treating people the way you would like to be treated? Yeah, sometimes I, I feel like I do. Sometimes I, I feel like I don't. I really don't know for sure. Right. But um, my answer would, would be no, and that, and that God is the, is the one who allows you to see, and that's what allows you to change. Oh, okay. Uh, Doug, I want to respond to that. Yes, Doug. I do. Uh, Was Jesus Christ an example for you? I'm going to say no, because... I mean, did Jesus Christ help you by being an example? I'll say no, and I'll say that because... i got to be the one who wants to fight for me, for my life, right? So he could... There's an old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And, and you said it a minute ago, you said that there's nobody that can help you. We have to kind of at least fight for our life. And 
I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Did you think Jesus had helped you before this became a biblical question? Did you think, wow, Jesus helped me, has helped me? For me, no. I've never, I re really never knew how to look at Jesus. And, and I've heard that he was my brother, but I don't know. I didn't know, and I really, I'd even go so far as to say I really don't know that relationship. So I don't know how to, I can't process that very well. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes. You had your hand? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is, and then I come here. This is for the biblical question? Yes, sir. So are you, you guys and ladies, you are paying attention to yourself, are you? Like during the week, you're looking at you, you're understanding you. No? One, <laughs> two. <laughs> because if you don't get to know you, all this is a waste of time. And you're going to see how shallow you are. And that all your life you've been using shallow answers and shallow people to try to help you and nobody can help you. You'll see that and then you'll overcome it and then that's where help will come. It's going to blow your mind. But go ahead. Yes. Yes what? Uh, Jesus Christ helped. He helped you by being an example? Yes. Why is he scared to say it then? No, I'm not. <laughs> Yes. See from the chest. Yes. And how did he help you? By being an example. Because he finished it. He finished what? It. What's the it? Well, that's where you helped me. <laughs> he, he helped by finishing it, and you helped me realize what it was. What was it? Uh, the imagination, the thoughts, rebuking the devil. Get behind me saying the thoughts. And how did that, that help you? Free. How did that help you? You or Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> uh, because he was like the big brother that had to come. Like, well, how have I helped you by hearing that? You heard that. What you say you heard? How were you helped by that? By Jesus or you? By hearing that from me. Because you said Jesus didn't help you, right? No, he did. He helped me to help you? No, no. He helped by finishing it. And you helped me realize what the it was. Oh, I see. And what was the it? Uh, rebuking the thoughts, rebuking the devil. Like, get behind me, Satan, the imagination that we are already free. Oh, okay. That I've and, and how have you been helped? You've been, are you free? Yeah. You're totally free? Yeah. No more conflict, no nothing? No. Oh, okay. And that's how you were helped? Yeah, and just in, because Christ <laughs> was like the big brother that came and like did the fight. Who? Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> In the blood. <laughs> okay. Yes, ma'am. You had your hand, right? Yes. To this biblical question? Yes. Uh, did Jesus Christ help you by being an example? Yes, he did. In, in what way did he help you? Um, when he was on the cross and he cries out to God to forgive the people, like there's just times in my life where I reflect on that and it gives me like hope. There are times in your life and you cry that out and it give you hope. Is that what you said? Uh, not that I cried it out, but just reflecting on that somebody would die for my sins. So that's one. And then the other is that uh, like the way that I, I have this idea of that um, would Jesus 
a lot of the world's blame was put on him because he was so contrarian. Yeah. And I reflect on that in, in life, like if someone is being rebellious and going against the grain, that it's easy to blame them for you know, being rebellious, but to reflect on what they're saying. And so in your time of crisis, you reflect on him being on the cross and that gives you hope. Did you say that? I didn't hear you, so that's what I'm asking. Yes, that somebody would like die for my sins. Oh, okay. And, and that would give you hope? It, it gives me... Sometimes it just gives me a, like a reason to, you know, keep going. So and if so that's like, what hope is, yes. And so like when you're going through your troubles, you think about Jesus Christ dying on the cross and that keeps you going? There have been times, yes. Okay. So if that, if there's not a one, test, I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. No, I, I appreciate that because it's also having me reflect on like, right. those times. Yeah. And, and yeah, there have been times where if, you know, if it's one time where reflecting on that has helped through like a, a valley time in life and it's gotten me through that valley. Oh, okay. It has been, it's been that hope. Amazing. Okay. Interesting. Did you have your hand? Okay. Did Jesus Christ help you by being an example? Yes, 100%. In what way? Um, in that his life was, uh, you know, given all his lessons and all the parables, those are great, but his life serves as almost a roadmap for a person who's seeking a path back to, the, to, to God. Um, in addition to that, we talk about the, like, the necessity of being born again here. And when Hassan's talking about Christ but coming tell to... Tell me f- how he helped you. I, I am telling you. No. Oh, I'm you telling are? You. Oh. Yeah, I already said in tell one way, how- and I'll keep going if you want me to. Tell me how he helped you by being an example. Okay, the first part I can repeat is his, um, like his life, his story, right? The things we all read about, let's say, in the story of the Bible... It is a roadmap for a person that is seeking the path back to God. And now, how have you been helped by that? Well, I'm trying to explain it. So first things first. Make a long story short. Well, it's not a short story, so I can't. Make it short, though. You, you don't have to use a lot of words. It's not how about has a lot of words. He helped I mean, you, hold on, Jesse. How I'm trying he, to explain no, no, it no, 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 no. I'm not. No. Okay, get somebody at the mic because I'll have a lot of time That's to go fine. through. That's fine. I was trying to make my point. You Marbury cut me off Bush. twice. How has he helped you by being an example? I'm trying to tell you. Am I allowed to tell you? Yeah, go right to it. Okay. So I'm going to go to it. He set a roadmap, right, for what the path back to the Father is. And the thing that he finished, the prophecy that he finished through his life was to offer us salvation, right, offer us a path back to the Father through the teachings of his life. That's how he fulfilled these prophecies, by enduring what he endured. And he endured everything that but how a human about you, being. How will you? Done, why not go to? I was help. I'm going to tell this you this way because this is how I'm answering. Why is it a problem? Because you're taking too much time and it's just you're ego. To someone else. It's yeah. not ego. It is ego. You won't let me talk, and that's fine. I'm trying to tell you my answer, but if you don't want to hear it, I'll happily but pass on the mic. You're not telling me your answer. Go right I am to telling how you my he helped you. I am telling you my answer, but if you don't like my answer, I'll happily pass on the mic. You haven't given it to me yet. Take it away. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't bother me. All right. I 
want to share my, my, my answer, but if you don't want to hear the way I have to answer, that's fine. Because I'll have a lot of that's time. That's fine, Jesse. I'm not, I'm not trying to force you to make an answer. Remember I told everybody to speak precise, go to it. Don't show off. No, I let you smart. <laughs> Just go to it. Is that what I was doing, showing up? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I don't want to argue about it. Like yes, Mayor, how has Jesus Christ helped you by being an example? No pat him on the back. What the? Oh, oh. Man, you are me. That's right. Yeah, that's right. How has Jesus Christ helped you by being an example? Well, first let me ask: Did He help you by being an example? I I believe He did. And how? Knowing that He loves me more than anybody. Knowing that He loves you more than anybody, and how? Has that helped you knowing that he loved you more knowing than anyone? Knowing that I'm not alone. Knowing that you're not alone. And how has that helped you? To move forward. To move forward? In what way? To live my life the way I live it. And he helped you knowing that he loved you to move forward. And are you moving forward? He gave me hope. He gave me. And are you moving forward? I'm trying. And is it difficult? I'm sorry? Yes. And why is it difficult? I'm glad to see you, by the way. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. What's making you cry right now? The mess. The mess? The mess? Yeah, the mess will make you cry. <laughs> what a mess! <laughs> <laughs> And why are you crying over the mess rather than overcoming the mess? It just makes me cry because I know that somebody really, truly loves me. Okay. Are you getting better? In what way? I'm doing the silent prayer. Nice. Um, keeping my mind with my body. Nice. When I'm doing my daily routine. I have a lot of anger, so I try not to be angry. Yeah. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Yes. And how did that go? It's going good. You told I'm sorry for resenting you? That felt good? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry? Yes. Nice. Well, stay on the track. Don't get off. No matter what happens, it's going to blow your mind. Any questions about anything? Not at the moment. All right. Well, I'm glad to see you. Thank you. Amazing. How has, did Jesus Christ help you by being an example? No. He did not? No. Why not? Because <clears throat> I didn't, I thought about this biblical question and you changed it up a little bit and made it personal. But my answer is still the same because, well, for me personally, I didn't know like a lot about Jesus. And then I'm like, well, I don't know what was going on with Jesus back in the day. So at one point, <laughs> did you think Jesus Christ had helped you? No. I mean, you I, never thought no, I at never all thought he's ever about that. Oh, I never okay. thought about that. You, you didn't hear about that a lot growing no, up? No, I heard about it, but I never thought about it personally. Oh, I didn't okay. really understand when people were like, when people would say when I was younger or hearing like a church or something like that, and people would say, oh, um, Jesus came to save us all 
for our sins. I never really understood that. Did you so think I never you understood about it before? Mm-mm. You no, never I knew I, I knew did. I didn't understand oh, okay. what it what it was. Amazing. But I do I can say that um I don't think people help people just from my personal experience like uh, a lot of times I've tried to help people and it ended up going all wrong it wasn't helpful and I heard this week two different people say like one the I think a guy that you know I forgot Adams or Scott or something the guy that just recently got canceled for saying something about uh oh yeah yeah he said uh the best help I can give someone is not to help at all. And then that's I, the best. It's abnormal to help people. Did y'all know that? I used to didn't know that. It's totally abnormal to help people. Stop it. You can't help anyone. And anyone that tries to help you, they are not doing it for you. They're doing it for themselves. They get a good feeling from it. Or if you don't take their advice, they get angry at you. It's all about self. Mama, mama wants you to come and call mama dad. What does that have to do with you? You start a new job. They don't care about you. They want you there for their own ego reason. And now you're out of work. But I love mama. No, you don't. Because if you love mama, you give her the finger. <laughs> It's all fate. It's, not, it's all emotional. It's all evil. And the whole world play a game on each other. It's a game being played. I want you to pay attention this week to how everything you do, everything you say is about you. You pretend it's about someone else, but it's about you. It's going to blow your mind to see that. That's what I'm trying to encourage you to get to know yourself. You're going to see how selfish, selfish you are and what a liar you are. Everybody's a liar. The devil played a trick on us. And it's just been passed down from generation to generation to generation. The parents don't love the children, and the children don't love the parents. Friends don't love one another. Family members don't love one another. It's all, and you can't help it, though, because you're in a fallen state. Your nature is evil. What a mess, huh? And we all feel wonderful because we think we're helping. Well, we know we're not, but we deceive ourselves. Can yes, I say ma'am. something else? Also, um, I've seen another uh, entrepreneur, a black guy, and he was, he was being interviewed, and he said something very similar. He said, the best help I ever got was not being helped at all. Yep. And that made so much sense to me. But I think there's a difference between helping someone and being helpful because I look at you as an example when I started seeing you on the radio show and you were talking about anger and how you shouldn't have anger and I thought anger was normal I thought it was just a normal emotion everybody just had and then I would watch how people would call and you would uh, people would call and like try to like go back and forth with you and you didn't display any anger at all. Like, it just fell off of you like oil and water. Like, you just, and the, for me, that was an example that was helpful because I, I was able to see for myself, like, he's like the real deal. Like, he's but not I even do getting wanna, angry. And I know what you mean, but that had nothing to do with me. It really yeah, didn't. It I, just understand. The spirit, I understand that too. The spirit of anger was taken away from me. 
if the spirit of anger had not been taken away from me, I would have known that you can live a life without being angry. Because I was living a life of anger too. Emotion, looking for love, all kind of stuff. God, God could have spoken through you to her, for her, through you. Right. And so it wasn't me though. I see Yeah. And I, it just had nothing to do with me. It's just because I knew you could live that way. And I know all people, except for those who start to seek the kingdom, they don't know that you can live a life. There's a whole bunch of stuff we don't know. That's going to blow your mind. But they don't know you can absolutely live a life without being angry. Because that's what it means to be born again of the heart. The heart is changed from anger to love. That's why we're able to love our enemy, because we have no anger. Well, prior to that, I never seen that example. I never seen. And that's what the parents supposed to be that example, spirit to spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how the kids, whatever the parents are, what the kids going to grow up to be. Well, I understand that. Thank you. You uh, (laughs) what? uh, How about you? Had Jesus Christ been an example for you? Yes. In what way? Uh, so Has he helped by being an example? Yes. Okay. Uh, when I was not on the narrow path, I would say he didn't because I wasn't, it didn't matter to me. I didn't, you know, I didn't see the value in his example. Yeah. But now that I am returned to the Father, absolutely his example has helped me in my life because it's a guiding light for me in how to continue to be on the narrow path and to not be of the world. When he went on his 40-day fast and he went into the mountains and Satan said, I can give you the whole world if you, you know, fall down and worship me, he said no. And in my experience in life, daily, you know, Satan's giving me all these options and opportunities to follow him, but I still choose not to because I know that through Jesus's example I can do the same thing that he did and how do you know when you're refusing the devil when I have all these thoughts telling me things you Uh, know good no yeah say something mean to that person or you know I don't know cut that person off in on the freeway or I don't know steal something Satan tempt you through thoughts and emotions yeah really I think you didn't know that I didn't know he tempted me through thoughts. I thought they were my own thoughts until the anger left. And I realized I'm not making myself think these things. I'm not making myself feel this way. Who is this? Who is you? And also, I mean, to the point that we always constantly make here at church is to not have anger. Jesus was not angry. That's right. Judas betrayed him and he still loved him. He kissed him goodbye. And the disciple was a mess. Even when they were following Jesus, they was a mess, but he still loved them. He never took it personal. But he worked with them because he had love. And without Jesus, we wouldn't have the Holy Spirit who is, you know, what comes to us when through God. So, I mean, like that, you know, I I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like absolutely, yes, he helped every every single person. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Hate want to respond to it, then, then I get on to something else. Oh, over here, I got to go to here. Uh, while he got to Nick, was Christ, did help? What, I want to make sure I stay on this thing, right? Did Jesus Christ help you in any way by being an example? Yes. In what way? Um, 
his example, it, it, it's just in the, him being the son. What I'm trying to say is that I never really saw his story or life as an example because what does that even mean? It's just stories like that we read, and I never met him, and so he's never been an example like that. But when now I'm starting to understand when he said the greater things you, you you'll do greater things. I started to really understand what what being the son is, and so what has helped me is that um, I'm really just. It's making me really focus on myself and reflect. It's helping right. me really reflect and really just see what's going on with me. You gotta pay attention to you. Everything you're looking for, everything you want to know, everything you are, your whole world is with you. It's with you already, but you gotta work on you. Can't nobody else do it. No money. You can get all the money in the world. And the biggest house, and everybody come visit and party and smoke pot. They ain't gonna help you. When they go, when they leave the house, you're gonna feel lonely. You're gonna feel afraid. You're gonna feel sadness. You're gonna feel something because that would not help you. Isn't that amazing? You can marry eight hundred times. Elizabeth Taylor married eight times, right? Something like that. And look how miserable she was. Marriage ain't going to do it. You can lie to one another. That's not going to help. But you can be free. Yes, hey, did Jesus Christ help you in any way by being an example? Um, I feel like he might have... I I think not, because I could say maybe in vague ways, but that's like leaving it as a question mark. And I think if you'd, if, I would say not yet, maybe. Because if he had helped me, it would be, like, very clear to me, I would think. And so you said, no, he has not helped you? Right. Did you think before it became a, did you say, I don't don't want to put a, uh, did you think he had helped before it became a biblical question? To me, it, it seemed like, okay, yeah, maybe he's helped me in some ways. Like what, for example? Like, I don't know, just being kind of a Christian, but <laughs> but I what the? so I assumed that he had helped people though. I still kind of think that he did has helped, you know, the people that God chooses or whatever. Huh? So what? I f- assume that he's helped the people whom, you know, that God's chosen to be become you real Christians. It? Yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> What good is that doing you to assume it? (laughs) I mean, that's part of my basic assumptions about believing in Christianity. And you know what they say about assumptions? (laughs) Yes. Are you going to stand there? (laughs) I don't don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Big Bob, have you been helped by Jesus Christ's example? Yes. In what way? Um, by being an example to my family. Uh, so Jesus Christ helped you by being an example to your family? Well, at showing me, or through God, to show me that spiritual order 
that I have to be an example myself. And 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 so that how how did that help you personally? Um, since I've come to realize that there, like I said, there is a spiritual order. Yeah. And and that I'm the head of my wife, and that I need to be an example for my daughters to to see that it's God's will, just as well Jesus did God's will. And so, so he helped you to stand up to your wife or something? <laughs> no, that was God that did that. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Had you thought about if Jesus really helped me before this became a beautiful question? No. Yeah, not thought about it? No, not at all. Okay. Just story, just you know, just hearing about him. Yeah. You know, it was just Jesus. Just, yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah. Right here. Did Jesus Christ help you by being an example? In my fallen state, no, absolutely not. Um, I was always kind of taught, like, you hear about Jesus more than God, like, really. So, really, Jesus is God in many communities or whatever. So, uh, I would hear stories about him or, or whatever. So, it didn't help me because he's God. So, of course, he can do all these great things or whatever. So, how does that? I'm human, so I can't do that. But now I, I think he does help me because uh, him being the son of God uh, shows me that um, he was persecuted. And for me, it allows me to forgive people. Who am I if someone persecutes me, says something bad about me, or does something to me? I kind of look at him and say, okay, um, if they did it to him, you know, who am I? They can do it to me. So I try to um, forgive. I forgive people for, for You forgive that. people? Yes. So he helped you in the area of forgiveness? Yes. Okay. Now. Now. Yeah. Before you wouldn't forgive? No. no. Not at all. What was it like not to forgive? I know what that's like. I used to be the same way. But what was it like for you living a life of unforgiveness? You know, I thought it made me, uh, I thought it made me human. I thought it actually made me a, a man to be, uh, <laughs> to a certain extent. I yeah. thought it made me a man. Well, yes. I, I took pride in it. You took I pride, took pride in, in it, yeah. yes. But then I saw that how it was affecting me, and uh, my eyes were kind of open, so I, I've let that go. Amazing. Interesting. All right. Do you want to take another try and tell me how I help you instead of all that other talk? You want to, tell, you want to let me talk? You want me to have, let me have my say? Oh, Lord. I don't want to fight with you. I want, Let's, to, I want to just answer no, the question honestly. But we have I know, to but hold on. You got to go to the question. I mean, you got to answer the question. I'm happy to answer the question if you're happy to let me answer That's all. Are you going to take the long road or the short road? I'll, I'll meet you right in the middle. I'll be short as I can. All right, let me know when you're ready. We'll come back. I, it's not about that, right. It's not about coming back. It's okay. I get to answer I don't. And it's not a big deal either way. No, I know. I'm let you do your thing, yeah, man. yeah, I know. What? No. We don't need to be button heads. Um... Jesus Christ was a perfect, absolutely perfect example for all of us, for those who will receive it. But the problem is we have been wishing for him an idea instead of spirit. He said that we should worship him in spirit. And we've not been doing that. And we, we've been doing an idea and all of our ideas have been wrong about him. 
we've been t- in those ideas of what we've been taught and what we feel. We've been thinking that, oh, my idea about Jesus, I love him. He loved me. Thank God he died for me. But it did nothing for us because it was an idea and not in spirit. And so the one thing I realized that Jesus did that I didn't know before is that everything that any of us have to go through, he went through it. And he was a perfect example of how to deal with nasty people, angry people, mean people, bite-biting people, jealous and envy and strife. And the way he dealt with that, even with the disciples tripping, the way he dealt with it, it's like what this young lady said. He gave it no thought to the devil at all. When the devil tried to tempt him, he did not even, when people tried to gossip with him, he did not give it any room at all. That's that living example of what we're going through now. He did not, he resists the devil by not participating with the devil, by not arguing with the devil, by not fighting with the devil. Just let the devil have his way because the devil had no power anyway. If he couldn't pull you into his world, he, he, he couldn't even touch you. And if you know, that's what evil people, try, and we live in an evil, nasty world now. They are constantly trying to pull you into their hell. Angry people do bad things to others so they can feel good. When wives are trying to take the men's children away from them, they are doing it so they can feel good. They don't care about the kids. They're looking for a feeling. And they call it love. And they're lying. And so when Jesus was living, he was that example. Exactly what you're going through now is exactly what he went through. But the one thing that Jesus knew that his mama, Mary, and all the people that were following him did not know is that in order to live, you must die. You're never going to be able to live until you die, and you're never going to be able to worship him in spirit, meaning to get to know him. Worship means to know him, to appreciate him, to love life. What happened was, when he went to the cross, and, they, and these preachers and, were jealous of him, they didn't like the fact that Jesus was waking up people. Because they were teaching the Bible. They had degrees. They, they wore the beautiful robes. But they were using the people with their preacher stuff. They were not setting the people free. So when Jesus came along, they hated Jesus because the people were waking up and the preachers didn't like it. But and so when Jesus finally made it to the cross thing, he didn't really die. The ego died. The ego died. Died. All the thoughts and feelings and stuff died and then he rose and he lived and he knew that in advance that that was going to happen he had he knew inside what was going on like you're going to know when you overcome the when you forgive and when you let the ego die and the way that you let the ego die you got to stop protecting it period because it's not you it feels like you if somebody says something to you or hurt your little feeling and you want to get mad, you should welcome that. When your wife is cursing you out, he ain't going to control me. You look at it with a smile and watch how you're feeling about it. Or when someone is mean to you, watch how you're feeling about it. And if you feel anything, 
Be glad to see that. Be glad for that situation because it is not happening to you. It's happening to the fate you, the not you. It's happening to the ego. And if you take it and don't complain about it, don't murmur about it, don't be mad about it, you'll, you'll die from it. You will die from it. And as you die from the not you, when that disappears, the real you will appear. And the real you is full of love, nothing but love, how God is love. All peace, all joy, and want nothing from the world. You want nothing from the world. You take no credit. You don't look for anything from anybody. You want nothing because you have everything. And you will have perfect peace. And so when Jesus rose again, it's the same thing going to happen to you when you let the ego die. And the world, because it's so nasty and wicked and evil in the families and everywhere, not just it's giving you a chance to die, but you're protecting the devil. You're protecting it, not you. You won't let yourself die. You'll be very careful. You want people to see you in a certain way. You want people to think of you in a certain way. You want... uh, you want to be loved. You want all this, so you won't let yourself die. You cry when pain comes because you don't want the pain. That's not you in pain at all. It's the nature of the devil. That's why I say you got to work on this. You got to work on this by yourself. No one can help you. And it will happen if you keep your eyes on yourself Wisdom will come, shallow mind will leave, and you would know naturally how to deal with life. It is so amazing. But you got to let it die. You, you got to let yourself be embarrassed because it's not you. It's the mind, which is of the devil, making you think this is you. I promise you, it's not you. It's really not. If somebody don't love you, fine. This is why relationships don't work because each party is trying to get some from each other. And when thoughts come, don't communicate with the thoughts. You're communicating with the devil. And Jesus did that. And he is our brother. Because when we are born again of the Father, Jesus was born of the Father. In him was the Father. And in all of us is the Father. You just don't know it. Because you identify with the not father, which is the stepdaddy, which is Satan. <laughs> the stepdaddy that should not have been there. Anybody want to come in on that? That's what Jesus did for us. And so you got to stop complaining about life. Because in reality, up here, your life is fine. Down here, it's not because it's not your life. Emotions are not you. Thoughts are not you. Misery is not you. And when Christ died and he said it was done, it's done. It's over. It meant that we don't have to go through anything. It's done. It's finished. The ego is dead. Satan has been defeated. And if you can wake up to that right now, you can be free. All thoughts are lies. All emotions are lies. It's not real. And God is love. And he loves us. And he brings no pain. Another thing, too, and the reason I know all this because I deal with so many people and everything is the same. And I know what I had to go through, right? Stop from this point forward. Never, ever, 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 ever judge yourself again. 
you have no reason to feel guilty. You have zero reason to feel guilty because there's nothing since you've been on earth that you've ever done that was right or wrong. So you have no reason to feel guilty. Stop judging yourself. That's the devil. And whatever happened through you, it was the devil. It wasn't you. It was that spirit that made a home in you. It wasn't you. You never, but the devil made you do things and then he made you feel guilty about it. And now you want to go in hiding. Because you feel so, oh, and then you start praying, oh Lord, please help me. Help me, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Oh Lord, I worship you. And all you're doing is fellowshipping with the devil. God, like, I was at a coffee meeting the other day and I was thinking, you know, I think I see Jesus over there. Laughing at the people. <laughs> it's so un. I wish you knew how unnecessary it is to live this miserable life. It's so, it's so unnecessary. It's so unreal. It really is. But you got to let the ego die. And the world is waiting to control you through the ego or let, uh, cause you to overcome it. Stop hiding. When Satan tells you, oh, I wonder what they're thinking about me, right? That's Satan telling you, that's not you. There's no you for them to think about. There's no you. Satan lying to you. What a mess, huh? We can literally be free right here, but you've got to let the ego die, and then you shall live. In order to live, you must die. Isn't that in the word somewhere? Huh? Yeah, in order to live, you must. And so that means that stop protecting the false you. The fears are not you. The worries are not you. Stop fighting with people. You're fighting with the devil. Don't fight with the devil. And the devil. So what now? Go ahead right here. Don't fight. And the devil want you to fight, so he'll try to make you fight with people because he'll say, well, wonder what they're thinking of you. You're supposed to defend yourself. No, you don't. There's nothing to defend. There's no one to defend. It's an illusion. It's a stone illusion. The only thoughts you should have are practical thoughts. I got to go to work. I want to make this project happen. That's it. There's no thinking. This is what I'm trying to encourage you to pay attention to yourself. Keep your eyes off everybody. And you're going to, when you understand you, you're going to clearly see the world. You're going to see, people can't trick you. You're going to see what's going on. And that's your protection. Anger is not your protection. The light is your protection. That's your power. Yes, sir. It's the most painful thing in the world is the ego death. Yes. And the only reason that it's painful, though, because we think that it's us. Right. If we knew for sure, as Paul said, it's not me. It's this thing that made a home in me, so I give up. Yes. We, it wouldn't be painful. It would be over. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I went through it a couple of years ago, and it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, it hurts. It's painful for me. For me, it was painful. Basically, um, it forces you to face all your fears 
Yeah. And there could be some fears that you bought, you stuffed way down from your past, and it it comes up. And the thing is, it all comes up all at once. So I, I've read read a little bit about it. I've heard it's called Dark Night of the Soul. I don't know if you've have heard of that term before. It's basically ego death, and uh, for me, all my fears, like it all, everything just boiled up to the surface and uh, just had the worst incredibly bad luck like nothing nothing day to day nothing went right everything went wrong and uh, it feels like um, you're separated from God so that's where the darkness is it feels like you're in darkness like you have no one. Everybody's You are in you. darkness. You're in total you, wickedness. There's no one to save you either. Yeah. Nobody can save you. Nothing or nobody. No one. No Jesse Peterson. Nobody. Jesse Peterson, mama. I point you to the source that can save you. No human being can do it. And then no human being should be taking credit for doing it. Because if you really, really think about it, even when we breathe, we're not making ourselves breathe. It's happening on its own. We, when we're hungry, something makes us hungry. We're not in control of anything. Just think about that. We're not in control of anything. But in that fallen state, we want to think that we are. And people love thinking they're in control, no matter how miserable they are. And they don't want you to tell them that. Uh-uh. What do you mean I'm not in control? I'm the boss. But anyway. And um, you were talking about Jesus earlier. Uh, one thing that I was going to ask you, did you learn about the silent prayer from him? Because Jesus, he would go off away from the disciples and go pray and speak to, the, to, his, to his father. You uh, said, be himself. still and no. Still, yeah, he'd be by, go yeah. out by himself. Yeah. Is that, is that how you learned about the silent prayer? No. Or, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Right here. Is it working for you, the prayer? Yes. yes. I would like to have the discernment um, concerning helping people, because particularly, I mean, throughout my life, but particularly recently, um, people will ask for money, people that are very, very close to me. And um, immediately, and I, I, do, I have come to the understanding that uh, whenever... Almost all the time when I do offer help or give help to people, I'm doing it for myself. It's a selfish reason. Yeah. And the same thing when all it's the time. offered um, to me. But um, I'm trying to discern, like, the difference between when I should help people and when I shouldn't, <laughs> you know? Like, because sometimes I'm like, man, I, if I really think about it, I, probably, I wouldn't help anybody. But, like I said, recently, several, a couple people in my life, Asked for money and I gave it to him and I felt kind of beta about it. Yeah, you, you were know? a beta. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so I will never help anybody. You know, I, I'm trying to figure out in what spirit or am well, I just refuse to help anybody or if someone's offering something to me, then I would just say, hey, you know, I don't need that. I know you're doing it for yourself. It's for <laughs> a selfish reason. So I'm just trying to, I don't know. The get a best better. way to discern that is stop doing it. Just don't do it. And then if somebody were to help you and then they 
they come back or they want something from you, they say, no, I'm not. Uh-uh. Well, I gave you a dollar. You shouldn't have given it to me if you thought I was going to give you one. I mean, I specifically gave money to people without any expectation. Like, I, when I give, I say, I don't expect it back. But you felt good about giving. Of course, yes. So that's but, your, that was your salvation. Yes. But so, when you truly give, you have no feeling from it, no expectation. That's why God said, when you give, do it in private. So that you don't even get glorified from other people. I remember I used to go to this church. And they would have us put our donations, our money in an envelope. And then the preacher would say, wave it around so we could pray on it. I felt so good waving. And then I made my mouth real big. So and hope somebody see it. <laughs> but I said, that's so dumb for the preacher to tell you to wave it around. He's building your ego. All he's doing is making you feel good. Because now you even waving it around. You know that people see you giving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even if you didn't write the number big, people see that you're giving, and that feels good for people to see that you're giving. So give up doing it. I'm going to have to smoke on that one. So <laughs> when would I help anybody? Or would I ever help any? You know, like... The light, will, the light will show you. It really will. You got to trust the light. You don't trust the light yet. And I understand it. But the light will show you. God will show you. The light, the truth will show you. It'll be so clear when you, and you won't take credit for it. And it'll be perfect. Because the light will show you. Well, I guess I, I thought I said it was the light guiding me into, you know, giving people. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's some conflict there with me. So I'll just, you know. We don't have any conflict. Just it's enough to know that you don't know. That's all you need to do. I don't know when to give. I don't know when not to. Right? Just know that you don't know. Don't try to figure it out, and the light will show you. And and, and let's say somebody asks you for your your sister or somebody. I don't know if you have a sister. Jojo, uh, I need a hundred dollars. I gotta pay rent. You're like, that ain't my problem. And the devil's going to be like, oh, that's your sister. Go help her with a rent. Don't fall for it. Don't do it. Because your sister may need to suffer for her to wake up. Because if you help her pay the rent this time, she's going to either come back to you next time or go to somewhere else to get help. She's not going to learn how to take care of herself. Yeah, I'm- It's like the mama that falling and the brother could have just helped the mama he didn't need to lose his job just because that's mama mama don't even like him and she likes everyone that's a song (laughs) my mama don't like you she likes everyone but anyway that makes sense but you don't trust the light that's why it's confusing yeah I am I'm still struggling with that don't struggle just wait and see. Get to know yourself and you will see when to and when not to. You will see it. You're going to see that you're being weak doing it when you do it in a weak way, in a wrong way. And it's going to stop you from doing it. You won't, you won't do it. Thank you. All right? Just know you don't know when to or not to. Don't try to figure it out. 
and the light will show you. Are you doing the silent prayer? I am. Oh, yeah. We'll stay with that. Amazing. Yes. Okay, it was about the silent prayer. It was, it was, I was into it a couple of nights ago when I noticed a mess, a very strong surge of energy coming from the right side of my brain right up to my, across my arm, right up to my um, right hand. And I said, if it's terrible, it to be very, uh, be very warm, uh, warm. Now, I could be wrong about this, but this may be. God's strongest message saying to me that he's still here with me no matter what I do or don't do. What? Is that a statement or a question? That's a a statement. Where you get that idea from? Probably because I've been uh, doing the silent prayer for so long. I, would, I don't know what to expect from it. Right. And so have no expectation from it. Because what you just said, I don't know, but it just doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> Satan made you, you got to realize that Satan is posing as God. He really does. Everything God does, he does it in an artificial way. But if you don't know it better, you think it's Satan, you think it's God. And so when you had that feeling, Satan was like, oh, Oh, God, he letting you know he loves you. I God has, is, is, is very, very clear. Mm-hmm. You got to realize the light is love. The light is the truth. The light is God. The light is clear. And there is no doubt. There's, no, there's never, ever one iota of a second thought because everything is clear. A clear mind is a clear mind. And in a clear mind, you, stay, you see, just stay on that straight and narrow and not turn to the left or the right. Because you have a clear mind. He even said, I think, in the Bible, he will renew your mind. He will renew your mind. Meaning that he will give you a clear mind. But you got to stay with it. And whatever thoughts come about, whatever, just know. Plus, God ain't going to be telling you that anyway, I don't think. I'm with you. He already know. When you with him, you know he's with you. Without knowing it. You don't have to think about it. Yes. Well, okay, I know a long time ago that I never <clears throat> pray for special effects. Just to be still, uh, just the fact I'm willing to be sti- uh, still and see my uh, see who myself, who I truly am, and for the sinner I truly am, is more than enough for him and for me. What? I mean, I'm sorry. What? To see myself for the sinner I truly am is uh-huh. more than enough for me. That's right. Now, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Don't judge it. Just see it. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And be careful when you're doing the silent prayer mm-hmm. and you get a warm feeling or you see light. So you don't see light with your eyes closed, right? Because Satan will get that to you and make you think it's from God. And so if it does happen, just let it come and let it pass and have no opinion about it. Nobody said, oh, that's from God. You know what I mean? Because if it is from God, you don't need to say that it's from God because you know the truth. You know it's from the Father. Like I said earlier, I could be wrong about this. I hope to God I am wrong about this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. So I'm not saying you're wrong or right, but I'm just saying watch closely 
so you can make sure the devil is not tricking you. Because the devil, uh, he, he hears us talking now, right? And he'll repeat it in your head all day, all night tonight, and you'll start telling others and you think you got it and you don't have it. He'll use the Bible. He'll repeat the Bible. So just watch it and whatever thoughts are coming, no matter what they are, just let them all pass. Don't fellowship with thoughts. I understand that perhaps at best I close with this old saying, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Yeah, that's for sure. Nice. Did I see your hand? Um, oh, yeah. You had your hand? Yeah. It, okay. Um, it went. I, it did I, I understand. <laughs> I guess I've gone through a similar um, struggle when trying to understand what it looks like to help someone and, and that whole idea. And I like the way you put it of trusting the light. Um, there's a practical way that I've approached it personally in that if someone comes to me for money, my practical solution would be to, if it was truly someone that I felt compelled to help, not thinking about it, but compelled to help, I'd give them work. Be something that I might consider doing. Like, hey, if you, right. you clean my gutters, I can give you the hundred bucks for rent. Because yeah. I ain't going to clean them. My hands hurt. I need you to do it. So there's a practical way to do it. And the other side I'd offer just for to smoke on it while you smoke on it is um, someone once told me to, when you give to someone, to never forget this, all right? When, when I give to you, Jesse, you have to give me your receiving of my giving. If you reject what I'm trying to give you, it could be one of the most frustrating things. Try to give to someone and they're like, no, no, no. And you know, you think they need it. And they're like, no, I don't want it. When you give to another person, they're giving you their receiving. So remember that and it'll, maybe when you're smoking on it, for me, it helped me personally to not get a feeling about giving because I'm receiving something back. If, I, if I'm giving you a cookie, and you take it, like I'm receiving the warm feeling of giving you this thing. And are you saying that's good or wrong? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that when I was thinking about the right or wrong of it, where this gentleman's oh, at, it helped me to see the full picture, to not feel this thing of like, what's wrong with me when I want to help? But there is a feeling, because you are getting something back. It's not that you have a feeling just from giving. You're getting something back, and that's why... That could also be a reason why it drives our giving, and that could be wrong or right. I couldn't say. Yeah. The one thing you don't want, for sure, is to want anything back. That's not freely giving. That's, that's giving with something back. You get a feeling, or whether it's a good feeling or a bad feeling, you don't want anything back if you're giving. Nothing. And if it does happen, just notice that you feel that way, but don't fight it. Don't judge yourself. Don't condemn yourself. Just notice it. Notice it, and noticing it will change it. The light will change it and make it right for you. All right. Did you have your hand? I did. Oh, okay. Right here. Is this helping at all? You gotta, gotta. When I say keep your eyes on yourself, I'm serious. And when I say all thoughts are all lies all the time, it's true. But it goes deeper than what I even imagined that it did. It really does. Yes. I was going to say what I've come to realize with Christianity, and I don't mean this disparaging, is um, I, in my experience with it, I was always told what to believe, even though the the preacher didn't come out and say I'm telling yep. you to believe this 
I was told what to believe, and even in reading the Bible, I was told how to interpret the yep. scriptures. So now making the shift here, and especially with the silent prayer, I feel like, or I believe, that um, I'm just naturally being what, what Jesus modeled, which is why I said he wasn't, earlier to the biblical question, I was saying he was an example to me personally because I just, I read about him, but I didn't know him. And now that I'm doing the silent prayer, of course, there's much growth to be had. However, I'm, I'm seeing in myself, as I watch myself through the weeks, the way I, the way I am, just the way I'm being, it's not something I've thought about. It's not something I think about. It's just what I'm growing into, what I'm yeah. becoming as a result of the silent prayer. Absolutely. So, that's, that's amazing. You know, Nick mentioned that Christ said, greater work that I do than what he did, something like that. And, and automatically you think about, oh, I need to go raise the dead. I, I need to go heal the sick. I need to do that. But what he meant was the same spirit as in me is in you. It will be in you. That's why he came. So the same father spirit that was in him, his fleshly body, is in you. And it will raise you from the dead. From the ego, you fall to the ego death, and you'll wake up, and you'll live. So the spirit that's in him is in you. That's why we're his brothers and sisters. Because we have that same spirit. We just don't identify with it. You identify with the spirit of Satan. Isn't that a mess? But automatically, the preacher said, oh, I got to go raise the dead. Because they think in a physical sense rather than a spiritual sense. They have ideas, but they don't have the spirit. And all ideas and all plans and all that will disappear when the ego is dying. All the other ideas, what you think you are and what you think you want, and where you, uh, it's going to disappear. Your ideas about Christ and about God, it will all be erased. And you will know him. And you will walk in the spirit, not in the ideas. All ideas are lies. It's a setup. Amazing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> did you have, uh, did Christ, was Christ an example for you? Um, you just said it, basically. For me, I didn't really know anything about Christ. I didn't oh. consider Christ. It was almost like I not knowingly bypassed him. Um, it just wasn't in my mind. And so the only thing that I knew was that the spirit that was in Christ was also in me, and that awareness. You knew that growing up? No, when I came to realize that. Oh, I see. That's the only thing that I knew about Christ, okay. and I believed it to be true, and that for me is what helped me keep my eyes on me pretty much at all times, because in my belief, it's like if I take my eyes off me for a moment, I, I mean, I'm no good to anybody if I take my eyes off of myself yeah. at all. And so... If I did, everything else comes unraveling, and it's just a disaster and a mess. And so that, that just basically moves me every day. Absolutely. You know, um, you made the point about, uh, uh, what's his name? Scott Adam, when he said that he's no longer going to help the blacks. Whatever, he's going to just... Stay away. He can't do anything for them, right? He, that's, the, that's what love is. He's doing... If all white people stop right now, 
Helping the blacks, they would change just like that. Because they would have to help themselves. They would have to look at themselves. They could no longer blame themselves. I mean, someone else. Because they would see that really it's all on them. No one else is responsible for your ups and your downs. It's in your mind. And so if white people stop today, blacks and white will become one. But those that don't change, they're going to be separated anyway because good doesn't get along with evil, and evil doesn't get along with good, right? It would, but he was right. He would change. And that's why I try to encourage the blacks. They got to pull away from the black thinking, the white thinking, the government thinking, the, the physical leader thinking. You got to become your own man, your own woman. Even when women get married, they can't rely on their husband. They have to seek the father and know too. Because let's say you have the best husband in the world. You married Jesus. And if you don't overcome, it won't help you at all. You'll just be an angry woman married to Jesus. <laughs> and when Jesus doesn't do what you want, because he definitely not, you'll be ready to fight him. Yeah. And then you try to make a baby with him so you can go to court and get child support. So, ladies, you got to forgive, too. No human being can change your heart. And just get with a man that said, I love him, ain't going to do it. You got to forgive, too. You got to get on that path and stay there. And if you should get married, if you do, it will be a marriage that will last until death do you part. Because neither part is trying to get life from each other. But you're one. Because you serve the same God, the same light. All right? Amazing. Anybody just see how nice it was when you went right to your point instead of all that mess? Why are you going backwards? <laughs> you want to come backwards then? I gave you what you we want to go to it this year. We're going to work on ourselves. You got to let me get did, to it. Did I, have, did I see your hand, James? Uh, there were a couple of questions, yes. Okay. And then we're going to have to end this. Okay. Um, JG gave a super chat on uh, on Bond YouTube channel and said, "Yes, Jesus set the example by forgiving the people who nailed him to the cross." And he did, but unless you have forgiven, you watching you and you overcome that, it'll just be ideas about forgiveness. Because it's easy to say, "Yes, Jesus forgave on the cross," but you haven't forgiven, so you don't even know what that means. It's just an idea of what it means. But when you let, when that spirit is taken away from you, has to been taken away from you, you will know what that means not to, to uh, hate, but to forgive all. You won't even, I mean, it'll just be natural. It'll be, if somebody attack you, it'll just, it won't, it won't be, it was like, uh, you're protected from it. It won't hurt. Because you see, they can't help it. Angry people, Hateful people live all intentionally doing bad things to one another and to others so they can feel good. And then when that feeling is gone, they got to find somebody else to, to attack so they can feel good. And when they can't get a feeling from you, it drives them crazy. Now they got to build an army against you so they can get the feeling from the army. Call everybody in the army, yeah, I agree, yeah. And now they feel good about that. And then that wears down after a while. Now they, they turn on the army. 
because it's all ego, it's all hell. But thank you. Another super chat from Steve Strock. He asks, do you think most of the Christians who think they've been touched by the quote-unquote Holy Spirit are actually possessed by another spirit? They're possessed by the devil and don't know it. All that Holy Spirit stuff they're talking, it's totally from the devil. It's not from God. Without a doubt. Because God is not an emotional God. He's just passionate God. He's delight. And he doesn't need all that. No. It's just a showcase. Christians are a showcase. On the outside they look pretty, but inside they're catching hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're catching pure, angry, looking for love, can't say no, afraid, want to borrow money. <laughs> yes. That's it. Okay. Did I see your hand? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, not really disagreement, but just. No, I don't mind disagreements. That's how we fellowship. How will we know? Just uh, in the sense of, I understand the general understanding of it's always God working through Jesus or working through examples. But I do still believe that it's important, in a, maybe just in a practical way, to identify the physical examples that the Spirit is working through. So, right. So, as long as, like you say, I helped you, right, by pointing away. But I have to watch that to make sure I take no credit. Because I can sit here and feel all good about it. You know what I'm saying? And you won't even know it. But I'm like, hmm. But when Satan tried to, because I know I have nothing to do with it, but I know what you mean. You're right. It's, it's like kids need, the world need physical examples in that manner. But as long as you're not taking credit for it, no feel good feeling, not trying to make someone see you that way. You just, as Christ did, just living your life, just going forward. And somebody said, oh, Christ, you heal me. Okay, cool. Thank you. But he knew it wasn't him. So, yeah. That makes and, sense. And just real quick, last thing, um, <clears throat> how you were saying how pastors and are focused on raising people from the physical dead and not understanding it spiritually. Right. I remember someone called the show and was saying that, oh, well, Jesse, I never seen you uh, go down to the homeless and pass out a bottle of water. And you ain't going to never and, see me doing that either. No, but what I realized during that call, <laughs> I thought about it and I was like, what he don't realize is every call is a bottle of water. Yeah. That's deep. Now you can go sit down. You got your, you got your little thrill. You but you're absolutely right, though. Absolutely right. Because what happens is blind people always think of it in a physical way first. They always think of it physical. They don't think spiritually because they're not worshiping him in spirit. They're not walking in the spirit. You have to walk in the spirit. Because if you're not walking in the spirit of God, you're walking in the spirit of Satan. So you're walking in one of the spirits. You believe in lies that Satan is a spirit. He's a demon. All right? Any disagreement with any of that? Okay. Um, brand new. Oh, so listen. Keep your eyes on yourself. All right? Stop protecting the ego. They're not you. You're protecting the devil. You're keeping him alive. When you overreact or when you underreact, when you feel fear and you want to run, when you 
think that you have a reputation, whatever, let all that go and you shall live. Don't protect that. All right. If somebody want to argue, don't argue with them. Let them argue and don't argue with the devil in your mind because you're giving them life. All right. So become your own man. Do the silent prayer and watch. Literally, that's all you have to do is watch. Nothing else is required because there's nothing you can do about it. You got to totally give up and you give up fighting the ego protection. Let yourself be made ashamed. It's not you. All right. And so just give up. Stop protecting the ego. All feelings are ego. It's an ego feeling. All right. Brand new biblical question. Uh, brand new. What is it? <laughs> Do you extend mercy to yourself? Oh, yeah. Do you extend mercy to yourself? Do you ever have mercy for yourself? Isn't that an amazing question? Do you have mercy on yourself? Um, I say that a lot. I say, God have mercy on my soul. On and, my soul. And does I he do it? A lot. When you say, God have mercy on my soul, does he have mercy? I don't feel anything. <laughs> like, what? No, you God, you have no mercy? What the? <laughs> Take my feelings away. Yeah. That's a doozy of a question. Really. Um, this is your first time here. Any, was this helpful? Yes. Any questions or not? Anything I need to make I clear? I feel like I'm being attacked by the devil. You are right now? No, it, always. like You are. That's who is attacking you. God does not attack. So when it happened, just relax and let it pass. It's not you. All right, stay okay. with the silent prayer, and you'll be fine. Okay. You are attacked. We all are attacked. Until we, that ego die, then we can no longer be attacked. Because the devil has been defeated. It's done. So he just wants you to overreact. He wants you to blame others. He wants you to do something crazy. All right? Okay. You are being attacked. But don't take it personally. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. You know who that is? Rochelle. <laughs> That's your friend? Yes. What the? <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it today. Thank you. All right. Did this help you? Yes, it, it did. Uh, but uh, if but. somebody says, uh, how, how to overcome evil or how to overcome bad thoughts, what would you say? So what now? If somebody asks you how to overcome evil or bad thoughts on a daily basis, what would you say to them? Number one, you must forgive so the spirit of evil can be taken away from the forgive heart. Forgive who, though? Because if you're having all these negative thoughts or evil... Well, or, let me just say this. Hold on. Sorry. Listen to the answer. First, you, you see that you have anger, right? When you see that, you go and forgive. Forgive mama and forgive your father. And then once that happens... You're going to start seeing the thoughts, and the thoughts are evil. All thoughts are all evil, except for practical thoughts. All thoughts are evil all the time. Those that seem good and those that seem bad. You just watch them and let them pass, and you're overcoming evil. So watch your negative thoughts and feelings and emotions. And the positive one. And the positive Because they're all lies. All you have to do, really, all you have to do is what's so amazing. You don't have to put up a fight. You just need to watch. 
and the light will destroy the darkness. The darkness cannot destroy the light, but the light can destroy the darkness because the light understands the darkness. The darkness does not understand the light. Okay. Um, so stay with the silent prayer, all right? Okay. And stop being a beta. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just... <laughs> When you lose your job after two months, it just crushes I don't want to hear any more. After what you just did, no more whining about a job. Yeah. Because you're being ridiculous now. Don't, nobody feels sorry for you. What you did was ridiculous. And then you want to say, oh, my brother bought a ticket. You get the money back. You didn't have to go. You don't have to lose your job. You just got a job, man. What's up? And you've been wanting a job for a long time. You need to grow up. You need to become a man. You need to become common sense. Yeah. And stop blaming everybody else and start living your life. All right, I don't want to yell at you no more. Yeah, okay. Thank you. All right. But do the silent prayer. You'll be fine. Go back and tell that woman you're not going to see mama, and could you have your job back? I already, I already lost a job. Oh. She gave me my last checks and turned. I already lost a job. She says, uh, turn in your vest, your apron, your tie, nice. your name tag, and then I'll give you your last checks. I don't blame her. Okay. Goes, well, I need somebody suffer. with open availability, and you don't have it. Suffer and, until you're ready to live. All right? Okay. Thank you. Um, Raymond, did you have your hand? Last question. Oh, comment real fast. Just the just the biblical question. Uh, I do. Uh, do I seek? Uh, I do not seek mercy for myself because I was trained trained not uh, trained from birth not to forgive myself. If I make a terrible mistake or do oh, something okay. wrong. Cool. Well, I'll respond to it next Sunday to the Lord is willing. All right. And remember, keep your eyes on yourself. And when we're talking in here, keep it precise. Go right to the to it, right? Rather than all around the Marbury Bush and blah, blah, blah. And don't respond now. You're just trying to respond now because you want to look good. Don't respond. Just say, okay. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, right? But I don't need to respond. I don't need to respond. Okay. Everybody looking at your ego right now. Hey, that's fine. Uh, see, look how you responded. You're just responding. You're making it way too You brought it up three times. You're feeling something right now. Relax, man. It, it deserved no response. I said okay, man. Amazing. Anyway, thank you all. Thank you. Get on the track. All right. Amazing. <laughs> Mind blowing.